What's up, everybody? Perry Aston here, co-founder of the Unwrap Sports Network, asking you to check us out on Sportscaster, the host of this podcast, as well as many other Unwrap Sports Network members from across the entire country, are streaming live on Sportscaster. You can live chat with your host, even send them virtual gifts and tips to keep them churning out the best content that you love. So head on over to sportscaster.com slash unwrapped. That's sportscaster, S-P-O-R-T-S-C-A-S-T-R. Or download the Sportscaster iPhone app and tune into the entire Unwrapped Sports Network live on Sportscaster. What's up, everybody? Since the Sandbox is back on a beautiful Monday night, got the 49ers and Seahawks going tonight. Can't wait for that. What's up, everybody? How we doing? Another bad week to be a Giants fan, but another great week to start uh, since the sandbox back up. How we doing, guys? And it's a neutral week for a Pats fan because we didn't play, which means no beatdowns for any other teams in the NFL. <laughs> wow, it. huh? That's how Pats fans open a show? <laughs> that's, that's dirty. <laughs> uh, so one surprise of the week, a team that did get beat down, the Saints. Now Drew Brees has twice as many losses as Teddy Bridgewater on the season. In half as many games, uh, should they be worried? Um, I don't really think that they should be worried. I think the Saints are fine. I mean, they had only lost one game to that point, so I think it's just a tough division game. I don't see it affecting them like significantly down the season, or making them kind of go on a losing streak or anything like that. Like Atlanta's still a. Uh, a team that's going to draft in, in the top 10 picks in the, in the draft this year. And the Saints is still a favorite in, in the NFC playoff picture. Yeah, I agree. I think, uh, I mean, I think the Saints are, are fine. I think they're still a really good football team, one of the best in the NFC. I mean, obviously, like headlines are going to say, oh, should the Saints be worried and stuff. But at the end of the day, Drew Brees is, is better than Teddy Bridgewater. It's not even a question. So, I mean – I'm not going to say that they should be worried because Drew Brees is Drew Brees and they still have a really good team. So they're, they're going to be fine. I mean, so what? They have two losses on the season, halfway during the season. That's pretty It's pretty, uh, it's pretty good uh, season so far, if you ask me. So Yeah, and, and I, must, I must say, like, that, that stretch with Bridgewater, that was unexpected. So to go undefeated in that stretch is, like, props to him. But I still think, like, those could have been games that they won with Brees, too. Yeah, I agree. I just don't like them taking out the hot hand. And, like, they kind of force Breeze in after the – I mean, before the bye. Then you come out on a bye and you lose to the Falcons at home. Like, I just think that – I just think that's weird. I mean, I said it from the beginning of the year. I, I think Breeze is, is done after the season. He really throws lollipops. Like, it's just a fact. I, I know people love him, and he, he is a top-five quarterback ever for me. But I just think, I just think it's over. And, and I know that they can win this year. But I don't think they will, and I, I just think that's a bad sign, especially off a of bye. I mean, how, how don't you game plan to to just absolutely fold the Falcons? Yeah, and it, especially especially with with the Falcons, are questioning Dan Quinn and his longevity in that position. I know they said that maybe with that win they'll consider him being back next year, but that's a team that was kind of so corrupt to that point. So it it, it was certainly a surprise. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of our coaches getting fired, Giants and Jets played. I was unfortunately right. The, the Jets came out on top for Steve's sake. But, yeah, Steve, who do you, who do you think gets the boot, one or both of those coaches? I, I, I think it's tough. We, we have to see how, how the rest of the year plays out. I, I'd say 
more in, in Sherma's case. I think Gase kind of already lost his job, and it's just they're trying to be a, a more, uh, I, I, I guess you could say a better franchise and, and just try and hold it together until the year and then try and make the switch because they, they, not that they might look in another GM direction because they just fixed that whole situation that, w- that was really messed up after they fired the guy who drafted for them. But both of these teams are just kind of a mess, I, I guess I would say. And I, I think they need some, I, I don't know, foundation going forward. I agree with Steve. I think Gase is kind of already a done deal. Um, and we were talking about this earlier. I think Shermer could lose his job, but I don't think it's definite yet. I think, like Steve said, you got to see how the rest of the season plays out. And I do, and I do give Shermer a little bit, you know, less of a wrath because obviously like Eli playing horrible in the beginning of the season wasn't his fault. You know what I mean? And, and you know, whether or not Daniel Jones should have came in sooner or later, it's tough when you have a franchise quarterback and you're going to make that decision. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, but he could, he's still definitely on the hot seat. As far as Gase, I think he's just a done deal. I mean, the Jets were a team that like we talked about before on the show, were supposed to be one of the top teams in, in the AFC, you know, arguably a wild card team. And for them to be this bad and, and just this much of a mess is, is just a reflection of the coach. And I mean, I know they don't have the most talented team, but they have more than enough talent to be playing the caliber football that they're playing now. And, and that's on the coaching at the end of the day. So all, all that really did is, is make for an interesting uh, April with, with this NFL draft and, and all these teams with zero, one or two wins, you know, that, there's probably a handful of them that are going to be fighting for for that top five. Yeah, and that's sad to see. But I agree with you guys on the coaching situation. I I think a bad organization, like a trait of that is you always fire coaches a little prematurely. And I don't think the Giants are a bad organization. So I don't think they'll fire Sharmer. I just – I see him staying there. And I think they have to build – like the worst thing you can do for a rookie quarterback is – take away the head coach at the end of the season and he has to start over. I, I just don't see it as a positive in any way, shape, or form. And I think they realize that. And I think that they can draft it and can get better. And hopefully they're not uh, at the one pick. Yeah, I, I definitely hope not, especially if we don't need a quarterback. I mean, that would be beneficial if we were to trade back and get extra capital throughout the draft because we can certainly use some defensive players by watching how bad the freaking – the the Jets torched us, you know what yeah. I mean? So, And uh, it's funny because two teams we expected to be in the running for the first pick uh, in September when the season started were the Raiders and Steelers, and they've turned it around completely, and they both uh, are teams that could make the playoffs. As of right now, who do you guys see as a better team, the Raiders or the Steelers? Okay, go first. Personally, I think I would – I like the Raiders better. I think just because – not they're more of a complete team, but the Steelers are obviously dealing with a big bad injury and, you know, losing Le'Veon and Antonio Brown in the offseason obviously is, is still lingering in some of their minds. So I think the Raiders just have a more complete team and more of an identity right now, whereas the Steelers are kind of just keeping it together, going with the flow type, type, of, uh, type of attitude right now because, because of all the stuff they're dealing with. So I think the Raiders would be better and I think they would be more competitive in the playoffs than – than the Steelers would be. And obviously, we don't know James Conner, if he's going to be hurt. If he's not going to be hurt, it depends. So it's uh, it's tough. But I would definitely give the upper hand to the Raiders, especially in the playoffs too, because I think they just have a better team and, and a more efficient team at this point of the season. 
Yeah, no, Kev, I would probably have to say the Raiders too. And I think for me, it just kind of boils down to that quarterback position. I just, I would trust Derek Cobb more to kind of run the offense and make the right decisions more than Mason Rudolph because we saw how good that Steelers defense is. And I guess you could say if you had the Raiders offense and the Steelers defense, that team would be a top team in possibly either division. But that's just working things with, with a fantasy. Um, I think the Steelers do do have a chance, though. I mean, they, they found way to found ways to win games, and it's just kind of crazy to see see the Rams even play that bad Sunday, though. I mean, yeah. regardless, uh, Pittsburgh got it done, but you just you don't imagine things like that happening. Yeah, no, and it, and it's funny because it, at a point in the fourth quarter, it looked like the Steelers were just trying to get out of that game. Like they knew they couldn't score any more than fourteen points. And they were just trying to run out the clock, run out the clock, and, and they just couldn't do it. So, yeah, I'll, I'll have to go with the Raiders, too. Like I said, I didn't believe in the Steelers from the beginning. I thought they were frauds, and, and I still think they are. I just think the Rams just don't have it together. Yeah, no, they, they don't. And I, I heard during the game that they were on their fourth set of, of offensive linemen, so that's really tough to kind of overcome. But that's something that they're not going to be able to address until next year. So they're going to have to find a way, whether it's, leaving an extra guy in to block or just making sure communication is uh, above par just because Goff can't make throws and, and read defenses in, in such a short amount of time. Yeah, that offensive line has really gone kaputs. Like, that was, like, it's such a good offensive line, and, and everyone got old. And uh, our last topic of football for the day, the Chiefs lost to the Titans uh, in Mahomes' return. Is that roster good enough to win a Super Bowl, or is it not? Um, it, It's tough because the roster definitely has, like, a couple of big-name guys. I, I, I think they could be a, a couple of years away. I, I With the acquisition of maybe a, a better running back than Damian Williams and, and LeSean McCoy kind of just patchworking their way through it, I think if they had someone who performed like Kareem hunted and really controlled the clock and he was a dominant force. Like he, he had a good relationship with the line and, and could really just have success behind it. Um, so I think that's something that, that, that this chiefs team is missing, but I think it really all comes down to, to the AFC playoff picture because the, the three teams that, that we view it as the most legit in the, in the AFC got to be what the Pats, the chiefs and, and the Ravens. Right. Yeah. So if, if one of those other two teams were, were to slip up in, in the chiefs played a team head to head and somehow got lucky, then I guess that, I mean, that puts them in the Super Bowl. you know? Yeah. I, I don't know. I just like, they are good enough. I just don't know if they, they cohesively play well as, as a whole, like the pass rush and defense look fine. But now all of a sudden it's the O line and the coaching. You know what I mean? I, I just feel like we're throwing too many things out there that they have to get together and, and they're just not in sync. Like, do I think the roster could win it? Yeah, like the, the defense has come around. They, they've had a good pass rush ever since Mahomes went down. Yeah. And they only let up, what, 20, 22 points yesterday? Yeah. So, I mean, what else more could they do? That defensive line has Frank Clark and Chris Jones. We know that they went and got Tyran Matthew. Uh, obviously, they could use a, a, a better linebacker for sure. And, they have some young corners, and, and that will all just kind of come throughout the the years. But we know Andy Reid's teams never really had that crazy good defense. You know what I mean? So I just think that they'll address that, like, through the draft and, and in free agency as the years go on. But 
they need to find a way to win while while Mahomes is is this good. He's in his prime, you know. Yeah, and before the contract kicks in, because they won't have a roster like this for for the next few He's years. He's going to be taken up the whole salary cap. Yeah, like 22 percent. That, that's absurd. Kev, do you do you see the Chiefs having a shot at the Super Bowl if they keep playing like this? Lou, I gotta agree with you. I think their roster is definitely you know, more than good enough to win a Super Bowl. But like you said, I don't think they're a good enough team to win the Super Bowl, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think – I mean, obviously, they still have a shot. Like, at the end of the day, they're still the Chiefs, and, and the AFC isn't isn't necessarily as strong as the NFC. So, obviously, they have a shot, and, and they, they are still a very good football team. But I just – like you said, though, I don't know if they can play together good enough as a team to beat teams like the Patriots and, and the Ravens and even like the Colts, if God forbid, you know what I mean? They, they face the Colts. So we, we'd have to see what happens. Like, like Steve said, there's a lot to fix there and in, in different aspects of the game, even coaching and stuff. So it'll be, it'll be hard to tell, but, but at this point, if I had to say, I would say no, but I mean, obviously they're still in the running. I just don't think there's a few teams in the AFC I would see getting to the Super Bowl over the Chiefs. Definitely. Yeah, they have some tough games too. Like I'm pretty sure that they play um, the Ravens and and the Pats down the stretch. I'm not so sure about the Ravens, but I'm 100% sure about the Pats. So as far as the Chiefs go, they're just going to have to win some games. I mean, I think if they get in at 10 and six or or 11 and five, I think they could still probably get one of those two top seeds. Uh, I think I think the Pats will be will be the one seed for sure. But um. Uh, are we ready to get into some basketball, guys? Yeah. Of course. All right. Uh, well, how do we feel about about uh, load management throughout the league? I mean, we saw recent news with, with Kawhi, and we just kind of heard plays going back and forth throughout the league about it. So, Kev, what, what do you think about load management? From a, from a personal standpoint, I really don't mind it. And I feel like in the media, it's always going to be, you know, mixed emotions because obviously organizations and fans – aren't going to necessarily love it. But from a player standpoint, you do like it. Because at the end of the day, fans are in it to see the best players play. But at the same time, these players are, are you know, risking – not risking their bodies, but it's a lot on their bodies. And I think people don't realize that. Now, should there necessarily be a load management to the point that Kawhi Leonard had it last year? Maybe not. I think that might have been too many games. But I definitely don't mind, especially like the teams that are contenders, you know what I mean? Playing, you know, maybe sitting there, their best players like on a back-to-back, you know, game night or something or, or, or something like that or once a week or something just to keep their bodies fresh and stuff because we can see what happens towards the end of the season and the playoffs if some of these players, you know, put too much tax on their body during the regular season. So I don't necessarily mind it. But like I said, I think there definitely should be a limit as to, you know, how many games a player has sat and stuff like that. But like I said, I think just depending on who you ask, you're always going to get a different answer because organizations want obviously their money and and the way to get that is for your best players to play. So, I mean, I'm looking at it more of a player standpoint, but I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, I don't, I don't mind it at all, really. Lou? Yeah, I mean, I think the only reason it was a big deal is because the Clippers said when they signed Kawhi, yeah, we won't load manage him. And it's like two weeks in, and they're like, all right, load management. Like, like I have no problem with it because, like, it's how you win. He literally sat 20-plus games last year and still got banged up in the playoffs. You know what I mean? And it still took them six to win a, to win a championship. So I don't mind it at all if you're the team. It's like our, our best guys need rest. We've seen the best way – 
to win is to make sure everyone's rested and healthy. Like, the number one problem with the Warriors over the last few years was they get fatigued. Mm -hmm. They've literally played two full seasons, essentially, with playoffs. You know what I mean? Extra on top of what, what they play in the regular season. So I don't mind it. It's just to say, like, you're robbing the fans, it's like, well, if the team is that bad where there's only one good dude on it, the fans they're getting, getting robbed anyways. Yeah. You're, getting, you're going to see a bum team and their best player is going to sit. But if you really enjoy the game of basketball and you're really there to have fun, I mean, then, yeah, you don't mind it. But I do get it. If I went to a game, like a Clippers game and Kawhi sat, I would be upset. But if I was a Clippers fan and they won the championship, it goes right away. Right. So do we want to get into uh, what our take for the Celtics could be? Our, our, our little hot take that we have here since the sandbox? Yeah, let's start it up. Uh, uh, do we think that a healthy Celtics team is the best team in the East already? I'll start it off. and. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it it depends what we're talking. I mean, in a, in a one-game series, maybe I would pick the 76ers, but I think in a playoff series, the Celtics just have so much more depth, and, and you know, their whole lineup is really playing good right now. I mean, obviously, Gordon Hayward's out for the next couple of weeks, but fully healthy, I mean, I don't really see a team that can beat us in seven games just with our – I mean, same with the Bucks, like, yeah, maybe they have, you know, Giannis and a couple other guys, but they don't really have much depth either. And and them and the 76ers are right now our, our biggest threats in the East. So I think Middleton just got banged yeah, he up did. too. He did. But um So he's he's gonna miss some time. We know Kant is already missing some time for the Celtics. So hopefully this will really be good for, for Tatum and Brown, you know, and, and kind of Kemba's sake too. These three guys can kinda eat a little bit and then Give Hayward – I think he's going to take more than a couple of weeks. I think it, it might be around like a, a month, two months timetable. I mean, this is kind of a, a similar injury that we're saying for Steph Curry, right? And they gave him two to three months. But they they, they shut him down for the year. But I, I think because the Celtics will be contenders that it's kind of a different scenario. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think when they're healthy, they probably are the, the best team in the East, but that depends if Philly's healthy too. I don't even see the, the Bucks as much of a threat anymore just because they're really one-dimensional. It's Giannis, kick out and shoot. And if Brooke uh -huh. Lopez and Middleton don't hit that shot, it's game over for them. It's really it's really done. The Bucks have no other options unless you want to run pick and roll with Eric Blood. So be my guest. <laughs> we'll cover that all day. But, yeah, no, I, I agree with you, Kev. I think in seven games it is different. But I, I don't know. Philly just has a lot of size. And and, at, and over seven games, if you can't rebound, I mean, it's really tough to win. But I, I love our chances. I definitely think we're the second best. Yeah. And if and if we can get a big man, we are the best. That's what I'm saying. I'm just easy. worried about Philly's death, depth. I mean, I think their lineup is obviously better than the Celtics' starting lineup. But I just think in seven games, their depth could be a problem. But like Lou said, rebounding could be a problem for the Celtics too. So. But I think, I think even – even with the Celtics banged up and the 76ers banged up, like if we were to go in the playoffs without Hayward and, and they would go in without Simmons, I think that that's better. It's definitely in our favor. Yeah, that's what, that, that's what I mean. And, and that doesn't mean that Embiid doesn't get hurt up hurt later in the year, but, I mean, you could say the same thing about the Celtics players too. Yeah. Um, but I think that wraps it up for this episode. Do you guys have anything else we need to mention before we uh, get ready for tomorrow? Yeah, I just want to uh, say me and Lou are playing each other in fantasy basketball, both 3-0, and both have Boats' as team, so it's going to be a good week. Fair to, fair to say, though, he's got a full lineup tonight. 
and Andre Drummond tomorrow, and I might have like six guys total in the next two days. So <laughs> excuses. Not favoring me on the schedule. <laughs> um, Still about. So that wraps it up for today. Uh, tomorrow we're going to talk s- some basketball, and we're going to get to our impressions from Week Ten. We got some more fantasy rankings coming out for you guys this week, as long as uh, as well as our power rankings for the NFL and the NBA. So make sure you uh, tune in and listen throughout the week. Thank you, guys. Booyah.